Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 110 of the show. My name is Evan. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. What's going on this week, man? Uh, Just another week closer to Christmas. Uh, work's been picking up, as, as everybody knows, with Amazon and stuff, and that holiday season, it's getting a little hectic. Um, if you guys t- can't tell my voice, I picked up a little bit of something, so I apologize up front now if I'm coughing or need to sneeze or something at any point, but today shouldn't be a very long episode. We obviously know that six of the ten games from this past weekend uh, were postponed, um, so we only have four games to recap, but uh, there was a meeting recently with the league and uh, heads of the clubs and captains and so forth. Um, they're going to continue with the Christmas period fixtures, so that's a good thing for us. We have things to talk about um, instead of just dawdling about whatever we want. Um, so yeah, I'm happy about that. Um, Chelsea's performances of lately have been pretty bad, so I don't know. Mixed emotions right now, but I know you're flying for Arsenal. You got yeah. a big win, big win yesterday in the in the League Cup. Um, Gabriel Martinelli's probably top five informed players in the league. Um, and uh, the Aubameyang situation is being dealt with. So uh, it seems like Arsenal's going in the right direction and Chelsea's in the opposite. We're right next to each other in the table. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and get into these games. Like Matt said, there's only four of them. Uh, first one being Arsenal four leads one. I was confident going into this game and it seems that my confidence was not misplaced. Gabriel Martinelli opens the scoring up in the 16th, puts another one away in the 28th. Saka gets one in the 42nd. Rafinha pulls one back on a penalty, but to be honest, this game was, was, you know, really over at the point where he scored. Uh, Smith Rowe comes on, adds one, uh, for himself in the 84th. I mean, Arsenal just looks so, so dominant. Uh, 21 shots, 12 on target. They share the possession with Leeds, but um, truly, they just, just look so deliberate. Um, this team, I always say I have questions about the middle of the park, but Shock is the one that plays this ball through, or this ball through, opens everything up. Martinelli finishes coolly. Um, you know, I have to give him credit for that. Uh, if if the offense can actually pull their weight and really, really be the heart and soul of this Arsenal identity, then I think we won't have to worry about the middle of the park as much. You know, this defense is stronger than it's been in recent seasons. I don't even think that's arguable. Tomiyasu, Ben White, Gabriel, and Tierney um, are four really, really solid defenders. And then we have Ramsdale backing them up, and he's been fantastic too. So... Um, maybe my eyes will look away from the middle of the park if the offense continues to do what they do. Martinelli has looked tremendous, Matt. You are correct. He does seem to be one of those players um, that is, you know, just really in form right now. I hope that he can keep it up because he is extremely young. And if he can keep on this sort of pace, I mean, he is going to be such a valuable player for Arsenal. On the lead side, what I have to say is that they look absolutely abysmal. Um, Still no Bamford. I mean, just not seeing anything from him. He's not been playing. He's still injured. He's struggling. Um, we're not seeing all that much from um, Calvin Phillips either. Uh, I don't think he played in this game. I think he is injured as well. And they're just really relying on Rafinha. You know, the ball gets played over the top for him. He sparkles when he can. 
Um, but Rafinha is not good enough to carry this entire club on his back, unfortunately. A good result for Arsenal, and unfortunately, just a sign of the times for Leeds. Yeah, I don't think it's um, Leeds' fault. I mean, like you mentioned, all these key players are out, um, and it's not just over a short period of time. It's been the whole season. Uh, Bamford picked up an ankle injury early on, and then Phillips, and then Ailing was out for a while. So um, they missed, they've been missing key guys in certain areas for uh, an extended period of time. So it's really affected their form and what Bielsa can put out on the pitch week in and week out. So, um, But credit to Arsenal, they went out there, took care of business. Um, pretty sure it's been the same 11 here the last three games since uh, Martinelli stepped in um, when Smith Rowe kind of faded out a little bit. So my thing about Arsenal is they're, I think they're on the up and up again. We saw this um, after the initial start of the season where they lost three straight. Um, they went eight unbeaten. They beat um, everybody they should have beaten. That's below them in the table, but they still haven't beaten um, anybody above them right now. They haven't beaten the big three. They lost to United. Um, they beat Spurs and Leicester, which are big wins, as well as West Ham, but those are clubs below them now. So if they really want to make a statement this year and really establish themselves as a contender for a top four spot, they need to start getting results against those top four clubs in Chelsea, uh, the Manchester clubs, and Liverpool. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, shall we move on? Um Newcastle nil, City for Ruben Diaz in the fifth, Cancelo twenty seventh, Riyad Mahrez in the sixty fourth, and Raheem Sterling in the eighty sixth. Another game where we see four different goal scorers from Manchester City. I mean, what a tremendous side they are. Newcastle are surely going down. I don't even think we need to do all that much analysis. All I can say is that uh, I think Jao Cancelo is. <coughs> excuse me. Matt's giving me whatever he has over the microphone. Um, Giaconcello is one of the most informed defenders in the world. Um, I haven't seen a defender this sharp on both sides of the ball, I feel, um, in quite some time. I mean, you think of TAA and Robbo, but defensively, you know, those guys don't always get the job done. I think Cancelo is more versatile. I think he's a better player, ultimately. Um, and I think that City are just poised to win this league with ease. The rest of the club seem like they're going to slip. City just show no signs of stopping. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's eight straight now. Could be nine even. Doesn't matter yeah. at this point because they're going to get the results week in and week out. Newcastle's sake, they're in the worst position of any team right now. They haven't postponed any games, so they played all of their 18 matches up to this point, um, sitting 19th on eight, on only 10 points, but all the teams above them have multiple games in hand on them, and that's a terrible position to be in. So, Eddie Howe has come in, he's earned, I think, four points in the five or six matches he's been in charge, and obviously some of those games you don't expect them to get anything out of in an Arsenal, Liverpool, and City, but it's just not good enough with the with what they have. Um, they're the richest club in the world, probably at this point, up there with Man City. So it seems like the the checkbook is going to keep them safe this year at this point. But I don't know. Uh, as a player, would you want to go there to 
it's more of a gamble. Like it's not guaranteed you stay up. So I don't know. They're in a really bad spot. If your city or coasting right now, we were talking um, a lot of activity going on. The transfer market, Fernand Torres is confirmed making a deal going to Barcelona now. So um, somebody reached out to me in my DM saying like they don't understand how Barcelona are able to sign players still um, after their fiasco over the summertime with not being able, able to register enough players at the start of the season. So I don't know. Sergio Desk is on the out there too as well. He's like to go to Bayern, but Man City get richer. Going to fund a, a second attempt at Harry Kane uh, or even Erling Holland. So. Yeah, if you're a City fan, you, you're enjoying this holiday period. Yeah, absolutely, because you're going to continue to get these wins. You're going to get them even in a congested fashion. And you know that once January comes and that dinner bell rings, you're probably going to wind up with uh, with a stud up top. Um, I do wonder if City would be better off just continuing to play the way they do or if they'll actually um, become better having a true number nine. I think there's maybe some questions about that but you know pep is just such an unbelievable manager and the caliber of player they have um at pretty much every position on the pitch is just so high that it probably won't be that much of an issue either way next one wolves nil chelsea nil god almighty uh do you want to handle this one or you want me to go into it i got you so very similar lineup (coughs) oh jesus uh that's how i felt about this game um (laughs) Very similar lineup to the previous matchup Chelsea had um, against Everton. Uh, same result, very poor. All of our forwards, our central strikers, out with COVID, as well as Hudson Adoy. I think Ben Chilwell was in that mix as well. Um, so we have Ziyech, Pulisic, and Mount up front trying to do their own thing. Um, wasn't good enough. Reese James and Mount early on had great chances that they scuffed. Um, that right side was providing better than the left. Uh, Alonzo didn't have his best game. We had to throw N'Golo Conte back in there, uh, risk of injury. Uh, Chaloba had to step in the midfield there, even though we had Saul and Barkley. So I can understand those guys feeling slighted. Um, somebody not the playing in not their first position over those guys that are have career in their careers played that. So um, I don't know. Thoughts are all over the place. Wolves did what. We both think Wolves can do structurally well, hard to break down, and don't create many chances. Um, I pulled up a stat here over the, all the games of the season. Uh, you tally shots per game uh, throughout all the teams. Wolves is dead last. They only they only average 9.9 shots a game. That's not even counting uh, just on target. So they don't create many chances. Uh, Huang Hee Chan didn't play in this. He's picked up a hamstring injury that'll hold him out until mid-January. Um, Jimenez had a few chances. Uh, VAR played to Chelsea's favor here in the first half. Potence um, scores off a cross, just off sides by a smidge. Uh, there was another chance as well that was, uh, I think it was a back pass to N'Golo Conte, bounced off his knee, then hit his hand, which is kind of hard to judge if you're the ref, but I thought he made the right call. Um, I don't know. Very frustrating. Uh, there were a lot of chances. I can't say it was like completely boring nil-nil draw, but um, Chelsea just didn't have the horses off the bench to change anything massively. And Wolves have played just how they've been playing the last couple weeks. They're very disappointing. They get a point. Yeah, it's good against Chelsea, but this was the best possible time to get three points off Chelsea with a depleted squad. 
Um, but it wasn't meant to be. Chelsea wanted hours before the match to postpone it, but the league told them to go fuck themselves because we're not Man United or Tottenham. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Tuchel was pissed. Um, he would have been even more pissed if we lost. So now we're six points behind City, and it seems like uh, the league's over. Yeah, it kind of does feel that way. I mean, I went into this game thinking there's no way Chelsea lose this one, um, but they're just decimated. I mean, they're decimated by COVID. Um, I don't think you can blame anybody but the league. I'm sure Chelsea has to have this game postponed. I know I said something similar about another team last week, um, but it's up to the league. You know, it's up to the league whether they want to postpone it or not. Um, a certain amount of tea, a certain amount of games have to be on television in order for them to get paid. Um, those uh, those dollars for television rights. So it's the way the cookie crumbled in this one. Uh, I think Chelsea probably should have gotten away with a win. There was chances on both sides, but you know, like Matt said, it uh, just ends the way that it ends. And now that gap between Chelsea and Liverpool and City uh, grows wider. Speaking of Liverpool, Liverpool 2, Tottenham 2. This is the best game of the week. This weekend. was a fantastic game. I was shocked. Um, Harry Kane, right. what's that? I was just going to say Spurs on two weeks rest. Yeah, exactly. And they still tie, right? Um, Harry Kane opens the scoring in the 13th. Jota pulls one back in the 35th. Andrew Robertson takes Liverpool ahead in the 69th. And then uh, Huangman Son gets one in the 74th, and the two have to share the points. It should be noted that Andrew Robertson got a red card in this game in the 77th minute. Kane actually did uh, a bit of a, uh, not a bit, an extremely reckless, dangerous tackle earlier on in this game. Just got a yellow for it. Um, And then when Rabo did something similar, you know, he gets a yellow, then he has to go, the ref has to go to um, VAR, looks at VAR, decides that it was actually red, and Robertson's not going to miss time because he's been uh, given that red card, which I think is a little unlucky because that Kane tackle I thought was, you know, pretty egregious, um, probably should have been a red, and, um, you know, Klopp had something to say um, to the ref about it. I forgot. I forget exactly who it was. Um, but he's one of the only reps in the league that hasn't actually played um, as a professional. Klopp said something um, along those lines as a derogatory uh, comment to him, but whatever, just refs. Um, In terms of statistics, I would say Liverpool dominated this game. They look to be in control, Um, but that defense back looking a little suspect, of course, missing some players due to covid but it should be said that they did look suspect regardless. 18 shots for Liverpool, 6 on target, 57% possession versus Spurs, 43. 5 shots on target and 10 shots overall. This was nice to see Tottenham kind of come out and fight against Liverpool. It's good for me. I want to see Liverpool drop points. I'm not necessarily worried about Tottenham in the long run. I think they're going to have ebbs and flows all season just because of the new manager thing, and they're probably going to lose some players in January as well. Um, but it was good to see Liverpool drop points, good to see them look mortal. Um, but at the same time, you know, what I took away from this game was they're going to get goals from wherever they need them. Jota scored, Robertson scored when they called on him. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things. But it was kind of nice to see two big clubs draw. Yeah, um... 
Tottenham have showed that they can perform against these top sides. They beat City the first week under different management 1-0. They get a draw here against Liverpool. Um, they had a lot of chances to win it, but it was the best game of the weekend, but it had the most controversy. We saw the Robertson yellow card turned into a red card off VAR. Um, it was egregious. Uh, you saw the intent in the tackle. He was swiping to uh, somewhat injure Emerson, it seemed like. Um, but I do think the Kane tackle was worse with the height of his boot and the chance of injury was high and severe. Um, if Robertson's leg was planted in that challenge, it could have snapped him in half. Um, so you saw the drama on social media um, and and across all media platforms of uh, Harry Kane getting uh, an advantage just off his reputation and whatnot since he's a goody two-shoes in people's eyes, captain of England. But um, I don't know. I, I, even with the VAR, it doesn't make sense how Harry Kane's situation doesn't um, incur the ref to have to go see it again. But Robertson's does. I don't know what the difference is there in the communications or whatnot. Uh, it all doesn't make sense to me. The rules aren't clear with how VAR are. It's still new. It hasn't been around for more than five years at most. Um, so we're still learning how to deal with it and how to go on in certain situations. Like my thing, sometimes even when it's a bad, like when they give a six kick and it should be a corner or the reverse, and then there's a goal off that corner, like. Like, it's just those moments are annoying to me, but at some point you have to let the game ha go how it's meant to be. You can't overanalyze and just reverse every single call. So um, it's a battle in my own mind how I think about it. But in this game, you saw the difference for Liverpool here. Without Fabinho and Van Dijk, you see Tyler Morton, 19-year-old academy player, get in there. Um, he did well for what was expected of him. And um, I thought Konate did all right. But yeah, you saw the difference without those guys. Um, Jota getting the goal was huge. Surprise, solid in score going up against um, Sesson Young down there. Young young left wing back who hasn't played for Spurs in like two years. So um, Antonio Conte, the last two weeks, has had time to organize his guys, get them used to his system, whether it's on the training field or Zoom or whatever they do. Uh, whatever they did for those two weeks, uh, but they had consequences for not playing for those two weeks. They are out of the uh, they're out of the Conference League now, which is hilarious. They had to forfeit that match against Wren, so the cabinet is still empty this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to um, these previews. Also. Ohio has become the 33rd state to legalize uh, sports gambling. So Ooh. congratulations, Ohio. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. Sunday, December 26th, Boxing Day, one of my favorite days of the year. Liverpool take on Leeds United. I mean, we're not betting on Leeds, right? I'm taking Liverpool straight up. Oh, yeah, you can't. It doesn't come into my mind. They're so out when it comes to squad depth. Um, even the backup guys are out. Um, in Dan James and Rodrigo, so we're relying on academy players and guys that are new into the system and don't have a lot of Premier League experience. And they're going to be coming up here against Jota, and Salah, 
uh, Trent. Like it's it's just gonna be a absolute annihilation. I could definitely see a four four nil. It's similar to last week's game, a four one result. Yeah, I agree. So Liverpool straight up for both of us. We have Wolves Watford up next. Um, another seven thirty a.m. game. Mm. This game stinks to me. Yeah, it does stink. It stinks like a, a really nasty draw to me. I can yeah. Is that what you're going with? Or is you yeah. just feeling that? Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's my first instinct, so I'm just going to stick with it. I mean, I just think about Wolves. They just don't create chances, and it's just so bad, but they just don't give up goals. I mean, they... That's the like they're they're in eighth they're in eighth position in the league which is very good yeah. but they just they're just like scraping their way by week in and week out one nil one one two two like it's just very like it's not great football to watch I don't want to watch a Wolves game you know what I mean like if I see a Liverpool game I know it's gonna be a good game Arsenal right now I know it's gonna be a good game. Um, even Crystal Palace, I enjoy watching those guys from time to time. Like Wolves, just don't jump off the paper to me when I when I see them on uh, for a game. So even after saying that, I think Watford's defense is terrible. I think Renieri's going to have a really tough time here this Christmas period, and I think Wolves can squeak out another one 0 win here. All right, sounds good. Uh, West Ham Southampton up next. Oh, I love this one. I love West Ham. I like them like minus one and a half. I think they dominate Southampton in this game. They're due for a win here. Um, and I think that as long as COVID doesn't touch them, uh, that West Ham batter Southampton in this one and win. Yeah, I mean Antonio is going to be out of here. He tested positive for COVID. Um, so they're going to be without a striker, but we've seen them in the past do well without them. Yeah. Um, I think Caballero will still be in goal here. Potentially, Fraser Foster might be back, but either way, I think Southampton are going to struggle here. Yeah. Um, my first instinct right away was a draw. I can definitely see that, but um, I feel like West Ham's going to be invigorated after that per- poor performance last week. Um, that ultimately saw them drop points uh, against Arsenal. So I'm going to go with a West Ham win. Okay, West Ham win. Beautiful. Um, Tottenham versus Crystal Palace up next. I'm not going to overthink this one. Um, I'm actually going to go with Tottenham. I think they carry their form on here. After a much-needed draw against Liverpool, I think they get a win against a Palace team who have been kind of floundering recently. Yeah, this was the game where um, Edward made his debut and scored a brace in six minutes. Palace won the game 3-0. Um, I think it's different here, different manager with more reputation and more credibility. Um, now that Harry Kane scored last week, I think he can kind of have the pressure eased off him a little bit. They looked well. Um, I think they're going to have a better game plan here. Palace is a team that both of us cannot pick a, a result to save our lives correctly. Um, but I do think Spurs get the win here. I think Palace just, even if Palace take the lead, they just don't know how to manage games. And I don't know if Fiera has had enough time to instill that mentality into them, how to control a game for 90 minutes. So I think, I think Harry Kane here to me is going to be the winner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Norwich City versus Arsenal. Oh my God. Come on, Arsenal. Do it for me. Give me a beautiful like three, four nil victory against Norwich, who are just worthless. I'm taking Arsenal straight up. 
Yeah, they're saying Tomiyasu is potentially a doubt in this matchup, so we might see Cedric slide in there after performing in the Carabao Cup against Sunderland. Yep. Um, as well as Sambi. He's got COVID, so mm-hmm. he'll be out too, but that hasn't been a problem. We have Partey and Jaka in there. Partey's still good. No injuries or anything like that uh, yet. So I think <laughs> yeah, Arsenal... yet. Um, we, we this was Arsenal's first win of the season after such bad form and all the drama. They still managed to win this game one nil off an Aubameyang goal. I think with the form they're in now and what Norwich is with all their injury problems and just overall poor, poor performances, I think Arsenal by three. Yeah, all right, beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean some of these games I'm so confident in that I'm going to be betting goal spreads, which is so bad. Um, City take on Leicester City. City are going to be just crazy favorites again here, even though Leicester have looked better um, recently. I can't go against City, I don't think. I'm going to take City. I'm going to take another favorite. Man, I I hate it, but lopsided uh, li- um, matchups this week. I mean, I'm going to do the same. I'm taking City here. These guys already played earlier in the year. City won 1-0, controlled yeah. the game, 60% possession. Uh, eight shots on target to Leicester's one, and that was when Leicester was full strength, and I still see it go the same way. I don't think they'll be able to cope with um, the amount of pressure that comes with that Man City high step, and uh, as soon as they lose the ball, they just attack you like a pack of wolves. Yeah. All right. Um, Just four more games now. Burnley-Everton. Oh, my God. That game stinks. Um, I think I'm just going to take a draw. It just screams in my face a draw. Me too. But these teams have played 15 times in the Prem. There's only been one draw. Oh, I'm taking Everton. I think they get a Christmas miracle. Burnley have looked so fucking ass. They are and ass. Everton and Everton are looking even worse. <laughs> I know. Um, I uh, just man, dude, this just—I can smell the shit even with both <laughs> my nostrils stuffed, man. It's awful. It's so um, bad. Corday's um, Corday's iffy to play in this match. I'm sure they're going to rest him because it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, to Sean Dyche. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a draw here. Ooh. Jesus Christ, man, that shit's fucked. All right, that sounds good. Um. Okay. Aston Villa versus Chelsea's up next. This game, Chelsea got to be full strength by this time, right? Have to be. Um, on the website here, it's saying that Lukaku should be um, expected to come back here potentially. Okay. But I'm sure it's going to be restricted minutes. So I'm expecting an absolute bloodbath here. This Aston Villa team, um, we beat 3 0. Um, back in September, completely different team. Even though it's the same exact players, the manager change has just entirely changed the scope of the club and how they go about games. It's incredible. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last, though. But seeing them compete against a Man City and Liverpool and holding their own makes me think they can actually win this game against Chelsea, and I picked Chelsea to win every single game this year on this show. This is the one week I think they... I mean, in, in weeks past, I definitely thought they were going to lose some games, like a City in that, but 
I genuinely think Aston Villa can win this game. Right. Um, but in my uh, my heart's telling me you have to go with Chelsea here. But with the performances they've been having, and with the players we have that aren't even at full strength. Speaking of Conte and Kovacic, um, I don't know. I just can't right now with my head and my gut take Chelsea to win this game. But I'm gonna go with them anyway. I am also going to go with Chelsea. I'm going to back them. I think Chelsea have to get back on track here or else they're going to lose their season. Um, I know that might be a little dramatic, but if we consider the way that Manchester City are playing, they they truly don't look like they're stoppable. Um, I think the competition needs to be in a, you know, for Chelsea players and and managers and management, uh, they need to be thinking of City as a direct competitor. They need to not worry about Liverpool. Uh, they need to play their game and get back to their peak. And I think if they want to do that, they have to start here with the win against Aston Villa. Yep. All righty. Brighton versus Brentford. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's another a, one. It's another stinky one. I'm taking Brentford straight up. Uh, Brighton beat these guys early in the year one nothing. Yeah. I definitely see it going along that scoreline again, yep. like a one nil game. Um, Brentford, as of lately, have looked okay. They got that that, that absolute stinker of a game against Watford. They scraped that game back. Yeah. Um, they lost today in the Carabao Cup against Chelsea, which was expected, but um. I don't know that that initial like flicker or just like just the way they play just has kind of faded for me. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I feel like you understand like that just that initial style they had and what they were against like Arsenal and all those other big teams against Chelsea. Like that's kind of faded. But Brighton is a team that they or the team this year that just drop the bag every single game, like even worse than Norwich. They are just god awful in in scoring, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with draw. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, I'm going with Brentford in this one, and then our last game. We're literally right at 30 minutes, so this is nice and digestible for you guys. Uh, especially if you have just listened to the NFL show, which I just uh, uploaded five minutes ago. Um, Newcastle versus Manchester United. Honestly, dude, this game also stinks to me, but I'm going to fade my brain, which is telling me Newcastle to win, and I'm going to go with United. You think you can see that here? Yeah, something tells me that the script writers are not going to let Newcastle go down. This is a this is a Cristiano brace in my head. Yeah, I'm gonna take United. I mean, I'm just gonna try and bet with my brain instead of my heart. I mean, we know we know United are big frauds. They can definitely uh, get your hopes up too much. We, they still haven't solved that midfield problem. Um, Rashford hasn't been popping off. Sancho picked up a couple good games, but um just they aren't at that level to where they need to be to really be pushing on to do anything crazy this year but um this is a game that you need to win you have to um it's one of those games you have in hand on the other guys in the top four um you can definitely make up that ground um a win here can definitely put them over west ham uh get them in that top five and i definitely see um united by three here 
Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's everything. Um, Matt and I were kind of discussing when we're going to do another show. I think it's probably looking towards Sunday or Monday. Um, we'll get something out where we recap at least most of these games and then preview match day 20 because it's going to get, oh God, it's going to get insane here soon. Um, but we're, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Um, we have a break coming mid January for the return of international games, I guess. No, Um, that'll be the FA cup. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have internationals until the at the end of January. You're right. Like that's when those are. So I think we can um I think that's where we can wedge in like a progress report yeah. episode or like a, a transfer rumor episode because that's gonna be back now. We were talking about the, obviously the Fernand Torres deal. There's across all the uh, all Europe there's moves made, being made and I'm sure there's gonna be big ones coming that we haven't talked about yet or even seen. So um I think what shout out to your boy Charlie Patino scoring on his debut for Arsenal indeed, yesterday. Indeed. Um claims coming out from the academy saying he's the best player to come through there um ever even wow. be- better than than your boy Jack Wilshire. Wow. Uh, um so bit high high praises for a young guy. He plays that number 10 role so um definitely somebody to watch out for the future. I would absolutely adore that. Um, all right, that's it. That's everything from us. Um, we are going to see you uh Sunday or Monday. Uh, until then, guys, please enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Merry Christmas if you do Christmas. I know that's what we're coming up on, uh, Matt and I. And I am very excited. But in the meantime, like I said, enjoy this show. Um, enjoy the NFL content, whatever else we have, you know, going out on the feed. Uh, check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram at post 20 pod. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple podcast. You can rate and review on SoundCloud, Apple podcast and Spotify as well. So make sure you do that. Make sure you, uh, shout us out, show us around to whoever you feel like would like it. And, uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Take care.